Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist. Each week I bring you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking about mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance and a whole lot more so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy that time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com where you can enjoy my newsletter or book a call with me to have a chat about how to get this to work for you in a really personalised way. And remember too that if you're listening to this podcast and you've enjoyed the episodes, please do go and leave me a review. Now this week I'm talking to you about getting the balance in holiday times. Now even if you don't have children... This may still be worth a listen as you're going to want holidays and you're going to want some time off. And if you're running your own business or you're in charge or a leader in your business, then you're going to want to need to find that way to get that balance. So there may still be some tips in here for you too. And actually, maybe I should start by apologising to my Scottish listeners or to other people with children that have different holiday times as perhaps they needed this episode quite a bit sooner. So if that was you, apologies. But if you really think that you don't need the balance in holiday times, then just pop back to the next episode next week, or you can even drop me an email using the contact details in the show notes or from my website and let me know any topics that you'd like me to cover that are suitable for you to listen to. And I'd love that. So let's dive into this week because it's not uncommon for business owners, managers, entrepreneurs to be working kind of all hours or to take, you know, work home to work evenings, weekends or kind of almost every day. You know, for many of us that have got a successful business or are professional workers with the internet, with mobile phones, it it can represent like this like almost a loss of privacy and downtime, even when we're at home. Now, if you know me well, you'll know that I'm big on boundaries and that's where some of those come in. And you'll hear a little bit more about that in this episode. But naturally, this will have a negative impact on kind of family time and even your own personal time and space too. There's such a lot of pressure, isn't there, in our daily lives these days and such a lot going on that sometimes it can be really difficult to keep that balance. And if this pressure and struggle builds up, then we can become stressed or anxious or out of control. And you know, it's all very well saying to people, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. But if you're dropping the ball and not delivering what you say you deliver, you know, or if you're, I mean, falling asleep on the sofa or um, you know falling into bed at night at at a ridiculously early hour before the kids possibly um, then there are them sure signs that that kind of even though you like to think that you're coping that maybe this is just a build-up and you're really not so it's so important that even in holiday times you do get time out and holiday for you too Because there's such a lot of pressure that we must cope, you know, and this stigma about being strong and being good enough and capable enough and and enough, well, just blooming enough, isn't it, really? There's also the added pressure sometimes from people around us or even on social media and this can leave us feeling like we kind of almost need to put pressure on ourselves or we need to say that we're coping even if we feel that we're not. 
And that can end up with, with us feeling, you know, in a difficult situation or stressed or overwhelmed and things. And that's something, you know, that I see quite a lot of and people don't want to go to their bosses about it. They want to really try and manage it themselves. And sometimes they come to me because they've just not, they've not quite managed to do that. So if you're feeling swamped by the pressure of work or just busyness of life or too much to do, not enough time, whatever it is that you're saying, getting that balance can be really challenging. So whether it's in our own business or working for somebody else, we need to be able to get that balance. And you know, I started my business when I was just working one day just one day a week and that was on the days that the kids were at school so I really believe that it is possible but we need to do a little bit of changing that mindset up and with some of the kind of strategy and actions that we do so trying to make this change can be really really helpful because often we're pulled this way and that of thinking about what we should do and I want you to first think about how even changing up that sentence, changing up the words that you use. So try changing should in any sentence that you find yourself saying to just could. Because that can change the whole pressure and expectation on, on what it is that you're saying to yourself. So try that first and see if that makes a difference to how you feel. Secondly, I want you to be really kind to yourself. Because you're absolutely doing the very best that you can do. Well, you are, aren't you? You're not going to argue with me on that one, surely. You know, so you don't need to beat yourself up. There are, as I've said already, I think, on this podcast, and I do say quite frequently to all my clients, there are plenty of people out there who are all ready and really quick to you know, criticise and, and, and to beat us up. So really, that's one we can take off our to-do list, definitely. But if you're not kind to yourself, it will drag you down. It has you feeling deflated and fed up. It also releases negative chemicals and that makes it much harder for us to pick ourselves up, turn ourselves around and keep moving forward. You know, so as I said in that um, previous episode about listening to the words you use, talk to yourself as you would a friend, okay, and be kind to yourself. Think about when you've got these kids off school, um, or even just in your own holidays, as I'd like I said, think about changing up the priorities. <laughs> now, I really know about all the things that we can put pressure on ourselves for. you know, I mean, And I do it myself. I, I'll hold my hands up here, even though you can't see it. I can put pressure on myself that I want to do this and I want to do that. And sometimes we add in too much into what it is that we want to do. Or sometimes we just don't... Um, we don't get that balance right of how long, how much time it's going to take us to do that thing. So we need to um, switch up those priorities and get really clear on them. And then there'll be all the things that you want to do with the kids or there's all the things that the kids want to do as well, you know, and so it adds up. So think about starting to prioritise. You can sort it into three lists. They don't have to be written down. They can be in your head. They can be on a plan. But I am a bit of a fan of lists because it gets it out of your head. Okay. And then sort them into the things that absolutely must be done. Absolutely. 
the things that it might be really nice to do. And then the things that you could do. Oh, actually, some people like to have a list where there's just not a blinking chance. But think about that. What I've given you there is an ABC. They absolutely must do. The things that would be nice to do. And the things that you could do. Oh, be realistic and say there's not a blinking chance. No chance. Because when you've got that sorted, then you can go back to list A that is on the absolutely must be done. And even see if you can adjust it again. Pair it back down. That way, if you only get 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes to be able to do something, you can pick out the essentials and you really can leave the rest. And, you know, and that brings me to something else. When you've got that, you know, maybe just 60 minutes, 30 minutes, my goodness me, does that, you know, um, streamline your thought processes because... You know, we can spend all day faffing at one thing or another or getting things to be just right, but actually, done is better than perfect. And so if you're getting that thing done in that 60 minutes and then going off to, you know, play with your kids or do the other things, then that's much better. That's a bigger achievement than spending time faffing about and procrastinating and then wondering what it is that you're doing. So sometimes breaking your day up, breaking your week up into those chunks like that and really channeling things can keep you really focused and it does just get stuff done. So let's talk a little bit then about how we can get that day or our week into these little chunks to get stuff done. So, you know, if you've got kids, plan the things that you want to do. Talk to them about it. You know, kids, well, actually all of us, to be really fair, you know, kids are adults. We all benefit from routine. All of us. It gives us that knowing what to expect. There's there's no surprises. We're not kind of flailing about in the wind going, what are we going to do now? I know there can be less routine, less strictness, if you like, less structure in holiday times. But all of us benefit from kind of knowing what to expect, but kids in particular. Now, you'll have heard me say that my kids have got special needs. They absolutely did need routine. They didn't want surprises. They did need to know what to expect. But, you know, all our kids are, you know, really important to us, aren't they? So sit down with them, maybe at dinner time um, or, you know, your evening meal time, whatever it is you call it. We call it different things, don't we, depending where we come from. Sit down in the evening, perhaps, and talk about what your plans are for the next day. Plan who will do what where. So they know what to expect, and you also know where you can plug in some time. You know, so whether that's time for you to do some work, or exercise, or, you know, relax, then you know what you can get into your day, and what you're going to get out of that day. And it's really useful for you to be able to talk to the kids so that you can plan those activities. Build up a list, put together a chart. You know, for my kids, we used to have to do um, like a week in advance and there was only ever one sort of key activity in that day. You know, it was maybe go swimming, it was go to the park, it was wacky warehouse, they're they're like soft play areas up here. Um, And, you know, some of the times, if, if it was swimming, obviously I had to go in with them. If it was park, I could sit there. I mean, sometimes it was just with a magazine. Sometimes it was with work. Sometimes it was just a notepad writing out plans of, say, blog posts or newsletters and things. 
those soft play areas, honestly, you know, you've, this again, change your mindset up about it because my husband hated and detested those soft play areas. He was like, oh God, do I really have to do them? I absolutely bloody hate them. And I was like, no, they're brilliant. They're really brilliant. Because you rock up, you pay, and it wasn't a lot, you know, not like some places that you have to pay for when you take your kids can be in the tens and even hundreds of pounds for the day. You rock up to these soft play areas, you play, they go off and play, you buy your coffee or whatever, you find a corner, you get out your laptop or your notepad and you work or you read your magazine or whatever it is that you do. The kids come back after an hour, they want a snack, get them a snack, they go off and play again. You know, or they come back at the end of it and they go, Mum, that was really great. And Dad comes home and they go, Mum took us to soft play and it was brilliant. And you think, yeah, that was a really easy win. Because they think they've had the best day ever and you've sat on your backside, done some work or, you know, drank coffee and read magazines. Do you see what I mean? It's about changing up their perspective as well. They think it's a great thing to do, even if it is a bit like, it used to be pretty noisy, these places. But, you know, if you, once you get past that... You can see the wins. So the wins are not just for you, they're for your kids as well. And then if you all get to the end of the day going, yeah, it was a great day. That's really all we want out of life, isn't it? So think about it. Switch up that mindset a little bit about some of these places. I've sat at trampoline parks and, at, you know, in, in play parks and um, all sorts of places when my kids were little um, doing stuff like that. Now the bigger, it might be a case of, um, you know, I drop them off and they have a wander around town and I either have a wander around town separately or, um, you know, I'll just find a cafe where I can go and work until it's time to get them back again. But you see, it's about changing up the way that you think about some of those things. But we used to, when they were little and, and they needed much more structure and routine, you know, they were up at like six, um... So that it was it was giving them that undivided attention when they needed it. This is really important and this gets good results too. So sitting down with them at breakfast, even if you're not a breakfast person and they are, or you know, sit down with them at snack time, just grab a cup of tea, use it as a reason to take the weight off your feet, to give yourself that break. Because you're also connecting with them and our kids need us to connect with them. It's really important. When you've done that small bit of connection, and maybe you've planned your, your day or the following day um, as well by chatting to them and interacting with them and you've managed to get a cuppa. Um, and then they can go off much more easily without bothering you quite so much. So that's a good thing to do too. So make sure you, you plan in the day. You're switching your mindset about what it is that they like, thinking about the wins, you know, um, you make time to do the connections with them. So even now at the end of the school day time, I make sure that I stop and have a cuppa and check in about the day and do the connections before we then get on with going our separate ways and doing whatever else it is that we're doing. You can create um, like a chart or a, or, a, or a jam jar, you know, or a box with ideas of activities that the kids can go and do when they're bored. And you can have um, sunny day ones and you can have wet um, wet day ones in there too. So they can just draw one out and see what it says, you know. But if your kids don't like the element of surprise, like my kids couldn't do with that type of thing, then just have sticky notes uh, stuck across a chart or something like that. Um, and so that they can see them, but they choose one. And you tell them that this is what is going to be happening and this is what you're going to do. Okay. 
do think about inviting a friend round because I know <laughs> that people just look at me like I've just gone completely bonkers when I say invite a friend round. They'll be like, no, I've got two kids in the house already. I don't want any more. But, you know, if you can invite the friends round and you set some rules, you know, um, about what they can do and what they can't do, then actually they give you a bit more peace often because they go off and, and play with their friends. So even though initially it might sound like a pain, and it's the last thing that you do. Just make sure it's not strung out. They're not coming and then having a sleepover and then staying all the next day. You put nice boundaries in there, nice structure and routine. And you go, well, they can come at one o'clock after lunch. So they've been fed. They can go at four so that you're not feeding them. Do you see what I mean? And um, even if you say you need to drop them home, that's fine because that gets rid of them. At the right times, you're not waiting for somebody coming to pick them up and things like that. So you're in control of it. But the kids then get someone to play with and you get a bit of time. Whatever it is you're going to use that time for. Do you see? Again, changing your mindset about it. If your hubby partner, you know, other half has got um, the ability to take time off or even if it's just at weekends and things, you can do what my hubby and I used to call divide and conquer. This was a real favourite of ours. So sometimes it was hubby took both kids and I got some time, whether that was to work or to chill or to clean up or whatever. And then there was um, there was times when I had both kids and then he would um, also take time and go somewhere. So he would have daddy days and we would have mummy days and those were really good. Or sometimes, because ours were really, really tricky and they um, were... You know, I know a lot of people have siblings that say they like chalk and cheese. Well, ours were like chalk and cheese with knobs on and they were going to kill each other, literally, if they didn't, you know, get that attention and those needs met. So actually, we would also, we would also spend time where one would take one and one would take the other and we would have a much more peaceful day around it. You know, so that can be a good plan as well, so that you're still then thinking about what makes a success, what makes it sort of calmer or more, or more peaceful and more successful. Do you see? So those those ideas about that divide and conquer can be really good for you. Um, have a chat with your other half if you like and see if those can be plugged in. You know, also think about putting a line through your diary. This is something I say an awful lot. And again, I get this kind of shock horror um, look from people. I know it might sound a bit ridiculous. You're blooming trying to plug in more. You've got not enough time and you're plugging in more stuff and you've got the kids to look after and now she wants me to put life in my diary. And God, I can't even fit in what I want to do. Here's the thing though. When your brain is in overdrive, the very best and quickest and easiest way to get yourself back on track and to be your best is to take a little bit of time out, is to take that little bit of step back. And you'll hear me mentioning that. I'm sure I've already mentioned it in other podcasts, but you'll hear me mentioning it a lot. It's the fastest way. Give yourself that time to recover or just just give yourself a break properly. You put a line through your diary and you tell your clients you're not available. You don't have to explain why. You don't have to be, oh, I'm so sorry, but I've got my kids and da da oh, sound all whingy and moany. You just say, I'm not available that day. Now, what they think is up to them. You'll probably find if you're just really clear and factual, this is one of the things I say a lot with the boundary work, you're just not, I'm just not available that day. They won't question it. Often, actually, it can sound like you're fully booked and that can be a really good thing. Now, we're not um, pulling the wool over people's eyes. We're not telling lies. What they think about your statement of, I'm not available that day, is up to them. 
So don't be tempted to give reasons or excuses, you know, just be factual. Because you're not going to be working at your best. If you're worried about what the kids are doing or if you're worried about the noise that they'll make or, um, you know, about how much they're doing while you're trying to see clients and things, that, you know, and, and they're there in the background. If you do, though, have calls to do, set them up with something. If that's setting them up with a film for 90 minutes, you know, that's that's got a really clear beginning and end and some snacks so that they're going to be there. You know, because if we set them up on, say, uh, uh, you know, say, say PlayStation time, well, the game can be a short game or a long game and you're not quite clear on how long that's going to be. So sometimes you might want to set them up with a film where you know how long it's going to be. And then when it's done and it's at the end, then you can bring them away again, do some connection, do some interaction with them. Do you see? And then you can plug in specific like client times or specific dedicated times of work. Okay. Because this really is doable. Believe me. As I said, I started out my business working one day a week with kids with special needs and really managed to make it a success. You know, I'm eight years into my business now, it's amazing what you can do when you pair things right down. Okay? So make sure over these holidays, and I know you're going to cringe when I say this one, put yourself first. Okay? All right, let the palpitations go that you're having now once I've said that. You know, a couple of deep breaths. Put yourself first because do you know what? If you're running on empty, then nothing is going to happen, is it? I know this. You know this. Okay? Summer is absolutely, summer or any other holidays, is absolutely not about how to bury yourself in guilt, you know, or to put your head in the sand of overwhelm. It's supposed to be good for you too, so when you put yourself first, everything will be better, easier, more fun. Imagine that. When you have a summer with more energy, more calm, and you actually get stuff done. You can take some time to refuel your energy levels. You get your kids saying, Mum, that was really great. You know, you look after yourself. You connect with your kids. And you allow that time to do your ABC. Okay? And you really can then look forward to having that stress-free summer. So, I hope you've enjoyed the tips on this podcast. Do please go and leave a review. Hit the subscribe button if you want to automatically get that notification when the next one's up, which is usually every Monday. And then I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye for now.